0: And welcome back once again to Radio Brews News, the podcast that's specially brewed to maintain its flavour while bitterly cold. My name's Matt Kirkegaard, I'm the editor of Australian Brews News, and I'm joined as always by my good friend Pete Mitchum, proprietor of Beer Blokes and editor-in-chief of the book Critics' Choice, Australia's Best Beers. Pete, welcome back for 2012. G'day Matt, g'day listeners.
1: Yeah, it's good to be back. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Uh, Happy upcoming Bellarat Beer Festival, Happy upcoming Good Beer Week. What have we what have, we've missed a bit, we've we've been away a little bit, and it's good to. It's it, it's it's been imagine.
0: a long off season, hasn't it? Pop? It has,
1: it has, and, and not necessarily um, uh, planned that way, but it, sometimes technical things happen. Uh, so we did have one ready to go, listeners. Um, can I say that now that they didn't get it?
0: Well, yeah, you know, what I mean, we 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 it's we, we record as many... to you, Matt. <laughs> well, we record twice as many shows as we put out, um, but. Yeah, you know, some of them take a long time to edit, um, given that we do this around our uh, other more lucrative... Well, actually, I won't even say more lucrative, our other uh, bill-paying jobs.
1: Pays, um, yeah. now, listen, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not one paid... at all to make New Year's resolutions. Never have, never will, never do. But if I were to do so, this year I'm going to work on um, spontaneous self-editing. Does that make sense? So I'm going to... I, I'm, I'm going to sort of a bit more planning do a bit more practice do a bit more research and then as we record kind of self-edit so that that way it's much easier for you your job becomes much easier because i know that uh you know i get the easy bit i just turn up here plug this thing into my mic put it on my head <laughs> open the laptop uh talk you you do all the hard work
0: okay, well look that it's yeah it's it, it, if only it was that simple um it, it, it's funny when you listen to these things uh, raw um there's a lot of stuff that needs to be taken out a lot of uh, stuttering and stammering and uh, spaces so it takes a little bit longer. so yeah listeners we are very very sorry um that we're not a little bit more regular but we will try that we will try to make a, a semi quasi new year's resolution of being much more regular um and looking after our valuable listeners. But on the subject of New Year's resolutions, um, Pete, last year I did make a New Year's resolution um, and it was a very simple one. I'd said that all things being equal, I was going to drink local, Um, meaning that as some beer geeks ourselves, we can get a little bit excited about the beers that you you read about from overseas and also the ones that come from around Australia. And you're coming from Brisbane, um, which isn't exactly blessed with a, a huge number of breweries, I, I sort of thought, God, if you want the breweries to expand nearby, you need to support them. So, yeah, I had a um, real drink local campaign last year and featured them in my uh, in, in my other business, uh, which is Good Beer Lunches, where I host corporate and... Uh, private beer tastings and uh, yeah no I have to say I reckon um probably 60 to 75 percent of the beer that I drank and served last year uh came from within two hours of uh of, of my home so you know when you've got breweries like uh Burley Brewing and Stone and Wood within that uh yep. distance you, you you're pretty lucky but still um I did a really good job and then uh You know, for for beers that weren't easily uh, available, Um, I'd use beers like uh, Ben Krause's Saison rather than going overseas because I reckon his is, you know, it was a deserving entry in the uh, top 10 of Australia's best beers last
1: year. Number nine, I think, last year. Yes.
0: So I'm giving myself a bit of a uh, pat on the back for for, that was probably the first resolution in my life I've ever stuck to. But as I said, I set the bar very, very low. (laughs)
1: Well, so let's say, okay, so people out in, out in Queensland and uh, northern New South Wales, if you've got a lot of cash lying around just burning a hole in your pocket, build a brewery, make some nice beers so that Matt's job will be easier for this year. There you go. Funny Challenges you say that.
0: Um, is, funny you say that. I'm leaving uh recording here to go meet with the uh, proprietors of a soon-to-be-new Brisbane uh, brewery and pub. Yeah, see, see how quickly um, we get
1: results, folks? i <laughs> <laughs> Radio Bruce news it may not be regular, but when it is it's imminent no it's immediate
0: it's immediate yes no uh so that that's very exciting, and we've had a couple of uh, excellent little bars spring up, um, most notably the scratch bar yeah, at milton yeah. um yeah, so Brisbane is really starting to show itself, and i'm heading off to two other um little beer bars that are making a, that have opened in the last uh, month or two um and uh yeah so beer is starting to you know the, the little green shoots of recovery they call it in in the states after the recession that yep. they had and uh yeah the little green shoots of uh, craft beer are starting to spring just, up in Yeah, it's just starting it's to get a bit of a exciting. cold. that's good exactly and uh and you've had a few breweries and lots of things happening in melbourne uh temple brewing opened just before christmas uh
1: yes got out to the grand opening the official grand opening of temple brewing um out in East Brunswick, or Brunswick East, if you live out that way, uh, and terrific, a lovely place. Ron and Renata have um, got their fingerprints all over the place in a really nice way uh, in terms of just all the neat little touches, the way the brewery's on display. Uh, looks terrific, uh, but more importantly, very welcoming, and the beers uh, match up, if you feel like. Uh, it, it's a, a terrific place and uh, would recommend anyone who's down in Melbourne to pay a visit. So,
0: yeah, anything else happening down your way?
1: Oh, one very little exciting bit. I did catch up with um, Sam Pozniski from Yeasty Boys, who popped over just just briefly, uh, just pay, came over on a little bit of a visit and caught up with him uh, for lunch and a couple of beers at the Tap House and received a uh, sneaky bottle of um, X-Rex as well as a 2011 His Majesty's. So looking forward to...
0: Rex Attitude Rex. being their uh, all
1: petered malt Yep, beer. and X-Rex. Very divisive. X-Rex being yep. the uh, Imperial Rex. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 10%. Um, I, I, I just... I, I I want to crack it. I open the cupboard every day and look at it. Goes now, but no, nah, now's it's not the time. I, I, do, I need company. So, Matt, next time you're down, I'll um I'll cover for that. I did, I, and I'm also not one of those ones who has to drink something you know like before it's available to the general public or anything like that. I'd rather for me, beer is all about the occasion. So, uh, I'm saving that one.
0: So where do you come down on the whole uh, Rex attitude spectrum?
1: Love, love the fact that it exists. Um, I love. Watching watching punters uh, do the neps- the, uh, the next snap, a la the Stone and Wood Pacific Ale, but times four when they stick the nose in and, and have a whiff of it and then they taste it. And for me, it's just all about, OK, now forget everything you think you know about what beer can be. Try this and they'll be open to new things. You don't have to love it. I don't care if people don't like it. Uh, I know there are plenty out there who do plenty out there who go nah it's just not not for me and it's certainly there's there's very little middle ground you either love it or hate it but the fact that it exists i think um is is worthy of praise in and of itself
0: okay because um, i yeah love yeasty boys as you know big fan of the two of them I, like you i love the fact that it exists but it's just not a it, 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 it's an ordeal and not a pleasure. It's one of those beers that's a little bit like, uh, you know, <laughs> abseiling um, or bungee jumping to me. Um, You're glad when
1: it's and, over. Uh, it, just a, <laughs> yeah, just, I can tick it
0: off the but i it's over. <laughs> I, I saw a uh, quote on uh, Aussie Home Brewer today um, where they were discussing something else that uh, we'll come to in a second, something I posted, and uh, I'll credit it to Nick JD, who quoted... Something that said, there is a prestige in liking things that others don't, and a machismo if it's something we're not made to like. And (laughs) I think that quote uh, sums up uh, Rex's attitude perfectly.
1: Is that a bit intellectual for Bruce News? Yeah,
0: probably. Do we need to put a. You know how
1: some some podcasts have a little explicit warning? Do we need to put like a nerd alert warning or something like that? Or warning, big words.
0: (laughs) We'll give our uh, (laughs) listeners the benefit of the doubt. but now, so something else is happening now, speaking of a chance when we're going to get a chance to have a beer together, um, the launch of a new beer from Matilda Bay and the unveiling of their new brew pub um, at the end of the month. Uh, so I'll be down yeah, for that. Yeah, that'll be lovely. Um,
1: That's one. Well, I did, so that'll not, be that, good. not that I have a hard and fast rule that I just spoke about, but having just said that I don't, I'm not a big fan of tasting beers before they're available to the public, I was actually given some sort of to taste test um, and to give opinions on uh, and looking forward to it very much. We'll be a cracker.
0: Excellent. Oh, I look forward to that. See, I won't be down for Ballarat Beer Festival on the twenty first. Um, unfortunately, I can't justify getting down twice in a, a week yeah. and a half. But fortunately, both you and uh, our regular contributor James Davidson um, will be going along to cover all things Ballarat for us. Yeah, it'll be
1: a busy, a busy day. We're, we're trying to. It, it seems to me the thing just keeps. It's going to be huge. It's going to be a really terrific um if the if the launch and if uh you know knowing the people i know who are involved in organizing it as i do uh there's certainly it's going to be a, a beautifully run tight structured sort of package but uh, lots of fun but i can't help thinking it's kind of two or three days worth of a festival being crammed into into one day so we'll have our work cut out for us
0: yeah look it's our first crack at it we'll see how we go and i'm sure it'll be a huge success and uh hopefully we'll uh see it pop up again next yep. year
1: yeah exactly and and look as we discussed with Simon Coughlin a few months back now when we were previewing it Ballarat really has a sort of a bit of um, beer history which has kind of diminished a little bit or it's it's not in the public eye as much so this will do wonders um, for a region that could you know certainly do with uh, some visitors going up there and, and seeing it You know, some for the first time and many sort of revisiting, you know, places, a place that they probably, you know, went on childhood holidays for if you're you're Victorian. Um, It'll be good to see how it scrubs up.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, and uh, just before Christmas, we announced uh, the launch of Queensland Beer Week as well um, coming up in July, um, which will be very exciting. Yeah, yeah um the 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 guys behind the beer lovers guide to australia have uh decided to put that on seeing no one else was putting their hands up to organize a beer festival so that is very exciting the dates escape me just at the second it's the middle of july um and it straddles international brewers day which is around about the 18th of july so hopefully all of those uh you know, all of you victorian uh brewers and beer lovers uh who will be you know simpering in the cold you know sitting up in a corner rocking yourselves <laughs> to try and keep warm you can come up and uh, enjoy some 24-degree Brisbane winter Lovely. days. It's um, great timing. It's, 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 these... it's
1: well-organised to have it at that time of the year because it, it, it means it gets its own sort of footprint. Um, but it also gives us yeah an excuse to get out of it away from the cold.
0: It, and it's also, you know, this time of year, beer, you know, the two months leading up to Christmas and now uh, the number of beer festivals um, springing around is just too much for a lot of the brewers. You know, they, they need to be brewing over summer mm. and... Uh, Everyone expects them to be going to beer festivals. So, yeah, well, it'll be good to see how that goes. It'll be Queensland-wide, but um, centred in Brisbane, where most of the action is. Um, but, yeah, it'll be Queensland-wide to bring in everybody. And uh, the Queensland contingent are also heading down to Melbourne for Good Beer Week. So anyone who's listening to this uh, anywhere else in Australia, start thinking about your uh, booking your tickets to Good Beer Week now, um, which is Australia's premier beer event um, that's in May, and uh, there, there's a link to off, off our website. Yeah, we it. really should. Uh, and I'll put it in the We show really notes. should
1: speak to the man behind it, or James Smith from the Crafty Pint. We'll, we'll we, get him on. Of the we, we did.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the uh, interviews that we recorded and didn't quite make <laughs> it. Um, so I, I've spoken to James, and he's quite keen to speak about it. Now, speaking of Crafty Pint, um, he and I—well, he and us at Brews News and uh, the good folk at. The local tap house yesterday went live with the uh, polling for the hottest one hundred um, Australia's best craft beers to be unveiled on Australia Day. Um, something that the tap house has been running for the last four years, and it looked like they weren't going to do it this year. Um, there was a bit of controversy last year. Some people think that there was some uh, vote rigging or ballot General box. shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and. The hard thing is when you're doing an online poll is how do you get the UN uh, election inspectors in to cover it? Um, But they've come up with a voting system that's a little bit uh, cumbersome in its first year, and we've had a few problems with uh, different browsers not being able to access it. And even though there are 800 beers listed in it, um, because last year everything had to be counted by hand. Um, So if you had somebody voting for Wicked Elf Pilsner... um, then somebody else voting for the Little Brewing Company Pilsner or, you know, um, Little Creatures Pale Ale or, you know, Little Creatures Amber Ale for Rogers, And uh, you, you need to standardise it. So they've listed 800 beers. Um, some people have been left out. They've been added. Um, there are teething problems, but it's still, uh, you know, probably the most comprehensive... Um,
1: Popular yeah you know, uh... and remember it's all it's all a bit of fun it it really because there's no such thing as there's no beer and this is speaking as the editor in chief of um the critics choice Australia's best beers. there's no such thing as this beer is better than that beer, which is then better than this beer, and it's a hundred places better than the next beer or whatever it might be. It's all a bit of fun, um and it's interesting to sort of see I guess to come out of our that cloistered world of of I guess being inside the you know. The Ivory Tower of beer, the Amber Tower, and and coming down, and it's good to look out and see. Okay, the the, the peasants. This is not working well as it is an analogy. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> in
0: air quotes. Uh, are, you're doing air quotes. I can see your air quotes. Yeah, quotes uh,
1: what are the you know, like, What are the people sort of at the at the back of the line who are just joining in? What what are what do they think of um, you know this beer versus that beer, all, or what what do they think of as as their favourite beers? And it's it's great to sort of uh, to look at at, at where some of the beers have finished over the last four years and how some have dropped and some have uh, risen, but it's always um, to be taken not too seriously, a bit like beer itself.
0: Wise words there, Prof, wise words, Um, because after all, beer is a conversation. There are no right answers in that conversation. Drink it
1: responsibly, but don't take it too seriously.
0: But anyway, I'll put a link to the uh voting page so yeah if you're listening uh please take the time to vote um, so, so in the past it's the, just that yeah. it,
1: you you've you've basically sent it in as a, a, an email form and you've voted i have you picked your your top five, one, two, three, four, five. that's it yep so it's different to um yeah other other forms of of creating books and things about but i I think that'll be included again we're going to incorporate the um the tap house top one hundred in the in the critics choice again this year
0: now um other thing I wanted to talk about is today we've uh, posted. Uh, there's been a bit of a speaking of taking beer very seriously. Um, there's been a bit of a controversy um, raging on uh, Beer Advocate, the US uh, beer rating site. Um, somebody, and they probably didn't realise what sort of controversy or what kind of storm um, they would wade in when they posted a a, a new um, right. thread yeah. called "You know what breweries are overrated," but it seems to sort of have exploded, and it said. Most heavily tracked, you know, tracked um,
1: thread uh, thread at the moment,
0: and uh, yeah, and it's had all sorts of people weighing in, um, including Sam Calagione, who was the the target of much um, of the uh, some some of the barbs that people saying that uh, Dogfish Head is very overrated, and uh, it it seems to me that breweries that are very successful in a media sense, um, you know, and Dogfish had a very good at courting publicity and you know Sam is very telegenic and he's always good for a quote and uh, so he's always featured in beer documentaries, yep. which no doubt is as important as their beer um, in in the growth of the brewery. Um, you know, you need to get out and tell your story, not just make great, good beer. Yeah, um, yep. But yeah, so he, he's come in for all sorts of uh, attacks and so I might just made a little post about, um, you know, there's the seeds for that have been sowed in... You know, in Australia already, I think last year the minor controversy over the two beer um, associations where they'll fight, you know, seeking to fight over what the true definition of um, craft beer is. As if, you know, if you can nail down the perfect definition of craft beer, it will be a guarantee that the beer that you buy in the bottle is as good and as pure as the heart of the brewer that makes it. You know, and that just doesn't exist. You know, there are. Unfortunately, there are some beers that fit squarely within the definition of craft beer that, you know, probably aren't all that good um, or, you know, have consistency problems and, you know, sometimes infections. And then there are also some beers made by uh, the, the big multinational breweries that really are, you know, up there. Yep. And I, I, one of the things that you and I often say is, you know, Drink good beer. Drink the beer that you like, and uh you know it's it, it's the quality of the beer, not who makes it, that is is the most important. Exactly, um, and
1: and the best beer is the one in your hand. All right, exactly. Se- well, second only yeah, to the got one got in that. your hand that was bought for you by a, a, a mate.
0: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I've you know some doing what we do. Sometimes we have to have some uh, beers in your hand that aren't you probably wouldn't go back to by choice. But anyway, yeah. So have a bit of a think about that. Um Yeah, maybe weighed in and post some comments, and there's a very active thread going on, uh, as I said, um, Aussie Home Brewer, um, where even people were criticising the fact that I made the post. Um, so, you uh, yeah. anyway, yeah, no, it's it, 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 as we keep saying, beer is a conversation, that's right, so a bit, bit anyway. conversation yeah. going,
1: but but be nice, yeah.
0: So now. Prof, as executive producer, who are we going to be looking at talking to over the next couple of uh, ne- next couple
1: of weeks? Well, hopefully if they're listening, they can get in touch with me with uh, some availability. Because we, we did have a little bit of trouble, obviously, coming into the end of uh, December and then into January with, with various work commitments and family commitments and holidays and all those sorts of things. It was a little bit difficult to um, – a couple of our planned interviews sort of fell through. So we're, we're getting back into that, uh, getting right into it. Uh, Charlie Bamforth. Professor Professor Charlie Bamforth, we're speaking to again, who we've spoken to in yeah, the past. Yeah, it was uh, it was a very popular uh, episode. He's agreed to come back on again, and we've just got to find a time around his his very busy um, uh, chair of brewing schedule. Or oh, sorry, he's over. Well, he's English, but in America it would be his schedule, wouldn't it? Um, uh, yes. A, a few others: Corey Crooks from uh, the Albion up in Newcastle, who was uh, instrumental in organising the Newcastle. Uh, Beer Festival, which was sensational. So we're going to get him on. like to have a chat with him. Um, a couple of overseas guests. So I'm not going to name yet because uh, we haven't confirmed uh, that they're available and, and that they even want to speak to us. Um, who are you? Stop, call, stop calling me. Uh, but needless to say, oh, what can I say? Luminaries. They're well-known. Uh, and, and I think we'll have some very interesting things to say. Uh, AG as well. I don't mean to say that he's Andrew not. Andrew, Andrew Gow, Gow from Mornington from Mornington Bay, uh, ex Matilda Bay ex Mountain Goat um, and Five Islands up at up the
0: Gong. Uh, Actually, that, that that's a really good point. Just harking back to the uh, point that we're talking about, small and big. It's uh, I reckon there's a an article in the number of craft brewers the the guys that now have you know genuine craft breweries who have uh, you know, earned their stripes brewing uh, in one of the, you know, either Matilda Bay or Little Creatures, Little Creatures or goat, James Squire. Squire. Um, yep. yep. AG is a good example. Um, you know, obviously Brad Rogers from Matilda Bay, who's now at Stone and Wood, has his own brewery mm-hmm. there. Um, Jane Lewis
1: yep. spent two time birds. at
0: Matilda Bay, yeah, Matilda by, oh, two, um, yeah, who's now And then two was the head,
1: head brewer at, at Mountain Goat as well for uh, in the most recent past. Yeah, a lot of them have... Uh, uh, Sam Fuss...
0: Sam Bush, yeah. yes. Yeah.
1: She did some work with uh, began with little creatures. So there you go. Yeah, there's a, there are quite a few. More than yeah, more yeah than, we, probably, we probably should. I look think at we it. should. It, it, and it's it, there's probably
0: no real mystery in the fact that some of those guys um, are also in some very successful craft breweries. You know, the ones that are you know growing along quite steadily because and they and popularly they know, successful. Not only do they learn to brew, they also you know, learn a little bit about the business side. And you can never forget that you know. No matter how much we love the uh, the, the craft breweries, hopefully they'll uh, all make enough money that they can stay yeah, around and yeah. there is always a commercial uh, aspect to That's of... right.
1: And a uh, shout-out to, to a good friend of the program as well, Ben Krause from uh, Bridge Road Brewers, who I, I love looking out for his uh, fortnightly or monthly tweet to uh, Julia Gillard uh, <laughs> saying that I've just done my excise again for the month or whatever, uh, which, which really sort of highlights that you you can't just be a brewer if you have a a brewery particularly if it has any other stream of of um, income or revenue attached to it so you know ben's got to be everything from basically i guess you know from a a pizza maker through to a uh, emergency plumber uh marketing hr accounts um advertising the whole lot it's almost you know the, the beer is almost incidental with the amount of work that, that those uh you know sort of small in terms of number operators they um, have got to put up with.
0: And you know, in a brewery that's making you know one hundred thousand liters a year, which is still a pretty significant size um, for some of you know for someone who's got a six hundred liter um, brew mm. plant. You know, if they if they've got two or three guys brewing and they're making a hundred thousand liters um, a year, you know, compare that with uh, you know one of the big breweries, um, you know, one of the nationally. Uh, you know, big breweries. It's you know brewing hundred thousand liter batches, and you know maybe have a dozen brewers on staff. Yep. Uh, you know brewing millions upon millions of liters a year, and you know those salary costs and all of the costs are amortised against uh, a, a huge volume of beer. Um, so yeah, I I always find it very hard to control myself or contain myself when people complain about the price of craft beer, um, not realising that. There, there are reasons that craft beer costs what it does.
1: Yep, yep. And at the end of the day, so, but anyway. follow, follow flavour and, and buy, you know, spend your hard-earned on on the beers that reward you in terms of, you know, the way they're crafted, the flavour, the consistency. And look, every now and then, you yeah, you're going to get one. I um, uh, bought a six-pack of um, uh, New South Wales uh, craft brew and... Three of them were stinkers, three of them were were gushes and the other three were okay, which was interesting but so uh, whether that was a you know a handling issue uh, somewhere along the way because I know these guys do pump out consistently good beers but you know I'm not going to get all pissy about it and say, well that's it I'm never going to have theirs again you go you know what but that, that, sometimes that's, it would be nice if that wasn't the, the, the price you had to pay but every now and then you, I, I, you just can't let that be too big a hurdle to your beer drinking experience.
0: Well, that's you know if you've bought into the philosophy of craft beer as we have, um, you know I think that's the way that most of us approach yeah. it. But don't forget that you know probably ninety five percent of the market, um, you know, they're the, and in different ways we're all that person. You know, probably different. You know, we, we buy our um, you know the, the the cheapest whippersnipper that we can. That was made in China, yeah. um, or you know, if we buy a hammer, we buy the cheapest one, knowing that it's going to break. And you know, meanwhile, some hammer craftsman has been put out of a job who made you know, hammers that last a lifetime. Um, we, we we all have that about us. Not everyone's going to buy into the um, the mindset mm. with craft beer that you know, a seventy dollar carton of beer that's made by a purist um, who owns his own brewery and does it at six hundred liter batches, but may not taste vastly different to a $45 carton of James Squire, um, you know, uh, Pilsner, for example. Um, they're not going to see the difference and they're, they're just going to go for that. And, you know, th- that's just the market, but there are always going to be um, markets for people, you know, who for, for brewers that uh, differentiate themselves, you know, f- by being small and being independent and being traditional and... Uh, and Actually, that's a, a good segue into an article I'm writing at the moment without being too much of a hypocrite. I noticed uh, yesterday uh, on on the James Squire blog that they posted a photo of our good friend uh, Chuck Hahn standing out front of the uh, Kosciuszko Brewery at the Banjo-Patterson yeah, in Jindabyne, uh, uh, proudly hold, holding a trophy that they'd won for Kosciuszko Pale Ale and talking about you know they've had a huge month in... Um, December, they sold something like fifty thousand liters of uh, Koziosko Pale Ale, and you know there's Chuck <laughs> prou- uh, proudly standing.
1: Sorry, that'll be him yeah. now. Uh,
0: yes, and there's uh, Chuck pr- proudly standing outside outside the brewery, and I'm thinking, well, look, you know, fair enough. But after launching in you know 2009, you know, with great fanfare that they'd put this 600 liter uh, brew plant up in Ginderbine. Um, the only place you can drink the beer that comes from that 600 litre brew plant is if you're in, in Jindabyne. If you are having beer anywhere else in Australia, you're drinking it from the James Squire Brewery. Um, and, you know, it doesn't change the flavour of the beer, but this is where the big brewers really risk alienating people. And, and they, they do themselves no um, service where they make a beer that is... Perfectly, uh, you know, drinkable and enjoyable, and a lot of people like it. But then they try and portray it as something that it's not. And if you look the, at the finest of fine print on the on the bottle, it will say that it's brewed and bottled, you know, for the Kosciuszko Brewing Company by, uh, you know, um, Lion Nathan. Or it'll it'll make a disclaimer about who, who brews it. But yet every all of the cues about it are to be completely different from uh, James Squire or even Lion Nathan um when they whenever they do the media they talk about how you know Chuck's love for skiing and how much he always goes up to to Jindabyne and you know you you can't help but think that the 600 liter brewery up there is just um, you know a, a marketing um you know piece or a hood ornament essentially for a beer that is is effectively the you know in addition to the James Squire range and but yet it's it's everything about it is calculated to give people the thought that they are drinking this beer um you know that, that, that's been brewed up on the mountain yeah made, made from
1: yeah freshly thawed um uh, you know, snowfalls and
0: well yeah and, and, and as as ben krause i mean you were talking about ben krause before as he loves to say you know anytime you point this out the brewers tend to say oh well you know it doesn't matter where the beer is made and it, it's true but when you are when you try and send a very clear message through all of these non-verbal cues, um, branding cues about the beer, that it comes from somewhere when it just doesn't. Obviously, they know that being seen as not being part of the James Squire stable is important and that having something that's associated with a, uh, a, a geographical location like Jindabyne is, is important and that a lot of people that will touch an emotional nerve that is, is really not there and is just, um, you know, a, a marketing front. And when the big brewers have got all of the... I mean, it sells for about $60 a carton um, when it's coming from the Malt Shovel Brewery. And, you know, when those guys have got the benefits of distribution, they've got the benefits of, you know, the, the, the purchasing power of a giant, they've got all of the advantages um, that come with being a big brewery, and yet they start... Uh, Trying to portray the beer as being something that it isn't and was never really designed to be, then that's when they're really mu- muscling into the uh, I- into the space that the craft brewers legitimately should have to themselves. You know, the the, the small guys like Ben Krause, the small yeah. guys you know like um, you know uh, Stone and Wood who are brewing in uh, um, Byron Bay, and you know all of these small guys that are brewing in uh, their neck of the woods that are doing it themselves um, and make a big thing of where their beers come from. Um, but yet their one genuine point of difference is is being blurred by these uh, big brewers. But anyway, I, I always need to have one rant in, uh, in every podcast. That's all
1: right. Bang the gong a bit. I'd be interested to throw it out to the to the listeners is there is there a way because we're not going to stop them doing it when there there are big marketing companies or, or marketing departments um and pr companies attached to the, the big breweries who it's their job to sort of okay how do we get this beer out to people you know, to, to new drinkers how do we we get them to you know to not drink our opposition's beer because at the end of the day you know it's it, it is about share price and, and all that sort of thing keeping the shareholders happy but how do we so so the problem's not going to Go away overnight so how do we how do we tackle it what's you know any suggestions i'd love to hear because i know I, I i sort of threw out there a year ago or so that you know do we have a little guaranteed um i don't know small batch or you know again we, we let's define craft yeah. and then do you get a, but, 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 can you but, put it you're allowed to put something on your label that says uh you know guaranteed craft or whatever
0: and that's where it gets really awkward, yeah. Prof. And and, and that's so and that's suggestions, where
1: suggestions in. Let's get the get the conversation going.
0: Well, no, yeah. Do we really want to start the uh, craft beer? To... Yeah. Because it, that's the problem with rigid definitions. Is you know, if you lock the definitions in too tightly, then you get the situation where someone like Mountain Goat, you know, that you know, no one can dispute their craft brewing credentials, yeah. but then um, they have have been brewing their uh, steam oil, um, you know, under license. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, do they have to order their fifty thousand labels printed with you know brewed under under license elsewhere when they might change the brewery, or you know do they have to if they're high tail ale if they have a sudden spike in high tail and they put one or two batches out to a contract brewery? Um, to to just cope with that limited demand without actually investing in, in in a bigger brewery, do they then have to reprint new labels? Um, and go to that expense, which is a huge expense for a small is, brewery. I mean, Lion Nathan complains about having to redo its labels mm. for health warnings. But and if if you if you legislate for that sort of thing, then you're always catching those little examples. But to me, there is a huge difference between a a, a brewery like Mountain Goat that does that occasionally. Yeah. And, you know, a multinational brewing company like Lion Nathan... Um, who,
1: yeah, said it, who does it as a
0: matter of ...who have set up a 600-litre... Yeah. You know, it, it really is like it's a thimble um, compared to their brew houses um, that was never meant to be anything than a uh, a marketing statement, that something that, you know, a hook that they could hang a national distribution off. You know, yes, it, it's, it's a continuum and there are no clear-cut lines, but I think, you know... Kosciuszko is a fairly clear example of, uh, of of people that are trying to uh you know who have gone too far and what are the risks. Risk we
1: should point out that they do, yeah. they do brew the, the on site that is available on site. So they do brew and yeah. get that through the taps. Oh yeah. They 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 do and yet
0: but the only reason yeah, that they brew there is seemingly to
1: give them a marketing. Exactly angle. the same beer that was then judged.
0: And, and that's not the beer that was judged in the competition. And it it is only available on the mountain. If you buy it anywhere else in Australia, even though they talk up this little, tiny little brewery yep. that Chuck Hun, you know stands in front of, yep. um, Anywhere further if you the drinking anywhere standing, else,
1: it, it doesn't come from there.
0: Exactly. Yep. So you've got the ridiculous situation where you've got a 600-litre brewery in uh, Kosciuszko, and the beers that are distributed nationally from there are brewed at Camperdown, which is, I think, at twenty five. 100 litre uh brewery um and then you've got all of these james squire beers that whenever they talk about them they st- stand chuck out in front of the Camperdown brewery and yet they're brewed at sab in uh in in, in south right, australia yeah. so you've got this yeah the, 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 this cascade thing where this cascading level of um you know, mild deceits but are all designed to um Tale of the beer is a certain way. but uh, anyway, I, got, I think everyone understands what where, where I'm coming from on that, so I don't need to flog that dead horse. but uh, yeah, no, I, I think it, it really does risk um, when we talk about authenticity, those sorts of things, there's nothing about the quality of the beer that you can criticize, but it's just that emotional attachment and that branding that is you know is just not authentic or authentic. They've, they've created something designed to create a perception in people's eyes. That at no stretch of the imagination is, is true.
1: So, drinkers out there, if you're confused, let let Radio Brews News and Australian Brews News <laughs> do the thinking for you. Like, we'll do the research. <laughs> if you need to know about a beer, like, you know, is it rigid? Does it come from where it says it comes from? Just give us a yell. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll do all the hard work for you.
0: Yeah, but you know, look, I'll, I'll, um, Contrast that with you know say uh, Matilda Bay, and yeah, you know, they don't make any real secret of um the the fact that their biggest beers have been made in Cascade, um in Tasmania, and I've even heard recently whispers that uh, Fat Yak will be brewed at Yatala, um which is their biggest uh, brewery, um in February. Now that. a lot of people will want to you know towards the end of last year Fat Yak was one of the beers that a lot of people pointed to, um as being one of these you know dodgy craft beers. Do we sneer when a beer grows, when a like an inverted commas craft beer or a, a a beer like Fat Yak grows so big that it's brewed in one of the big breweries? You know, it, it may not be quite as characterful as it was when it launched, but I, I'm happy to say that I, uh, I, I still enjoy drinking it. Um, it may not be my first choice, but if I see it on the menu, I'm still happy to drink yeah, it. And, and, um, and I can't say that for Corona. I no, can't say no. that for uh, Summer Bright Lager.
1: It is, it is one of um, it so is one we, of my unashamed favourites, and I did go through a couple of slabs yeah. um, that I did happen to see on special uh, over Christmas.
0: So do we sneer when a beer like that grows to the size that's being brewed at the biggest breweries, or do we say, oh, you know, yeah, that's it's no... It's, you know, too,
1: it's too popular to be cool now. Well, that's fine. That's yeah, idea. exactly. As I say, enjoy what you're drinking and drink what you enjoy.
0: Mate, that is a good note to finish conversation isn't that, isn't on. Isn't so, it? Anyway, Prof... It was meant to be short and sharp to get us started for the year, and we've gone a little bit longer. But it's been a good chat. It's uh, you, always good you, to use, to use talk the to edit
1: you. tool. I'm sure we'll get it down a little bit for the listeners. And they'll appreciate <laughs> it.
0: And uh, yeah, our listeners, welcome to 2012. Um, thank you for all of your support, and you know, really, also thank you very much for all of the tweets and emails asking when we were going to be back. It's keep, a keep really
1: those, keep those cards and letters coming.
0: Yeah, yeah. We love when, the fan well, when, when you and I sit here and just sort of chat. Yeah, you know, and and record it. It it's a little bit sterile, and you don't have a an audience to feed back off or right. anything like that. And then suddenly you start getting these little uh, tweets and people saying, "Oh, when you're doing it again, love the show." It's a, it it's it's really nice. So um, it's just yeah, nice that people actually give a crap about some of the stuff that we uh, chat on chat about.
1: Yeah, that's right. And look, we really? we we do have a few bits and pieces, of some upcoming events that we need to uh, talk about and promote in the next and preview in the next couple of podcasts um and if like there may be opportunities uh for either the organizers of those events or or the general public to sort of push for us perhaps doing some um you know i'd love to you know set up a little booth at gab's or um you know where it might be somewhere during good beer week and um be able to do some sort of little you know live podcasting or just you know, just Absolutely. just gathering the yeah. uh, while while people are in town, getting thoughts and opinions and that sort of thing. So if the, if there are Gee, that, and, and on that, that note, um, in terms of sending you know, sending us emails and feedback and that sort of thing, if there are brewers or beer people, uh, retailers, uh, there's something interesting out there that you think would uh, would make a good guess that perhaps hasn't been drawn to our attention. Let us know, and we'll uh, we'll get in touch with them. Exactly, exactly. So
0: like Martin Cornell and. Uh, um, Charlie Benforth, yeah, you know, we we don't necessarily want to get the sort of loudest rock stars. We want to get people that are very interesting. So if mm. if, if you know someone that would be an interesting guest, please let us know. And you can let us know at uh, editor at brewsnews dot But uh, anyway, we we spend a lot of time winding these things up, so we might just uh, rip off that band aid and say goodbye. So thank you. Welcome to twenty twelve and uh, uh, the year of beer. What, what was your the year of beer? There you okay. go. Prof as ever. Good to talk. You too, you. mate
1: thanks listeners Talk
0: to welcome you. back and strike up the band dun, dun, dun.